Because if you're constantly just taking care of everyone else and doing all the things from morning till night, there's no time to have to sit and like, gosh, am I happy? Like, am I fulfilled in my life? Like, am I actually living the life I want to be living? Welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Megan about ways women can better understand the energies behind their monthly cycle. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and I also want to talk about an event we currently have going on right now. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or are in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. We're happy to have you here today. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, for having me. This is an honor, and I'm just excited for this conversation and just to kind of see where it goes. But um, I am, well, I'm a mom. I've got four kids at home. I, you know, we live with, you know, my husband, and we have a a big property with lots of animals and lots of space and just, you know, lots of freedom. And it just, it feels really good, sort of this life that we have been creating. I'm also a registered nurse and I work part-time and I am an online health and wellness coach. And really where my passion is, is helping women to really understand the energies of their monthly cycle and to learn how to utilize their cycle and use it as sort of a roadmap to be living a more productive, more energetic, more fulfilling life. Yeah, I think that's so interesting and something that, you know, a lot of us don't know about and really fully grasp. We know our cycle, we know kind of like the feelings that go on and things like that. But I think a lot of us don't truly understand, you know, what's going on there. So you mentioned the energy of our cycles. Can you kind of go in depth a little bit about that? Yeah, that's just sort of how it's always made sense to me. And even with a nursing background, and I've taken, you know, hormonal health courses, but I was getting kind of lost, well, maybe not even lost, more so just bored with the talk of all different kinds of hormones and, you know, what was actually happening inside of our body. I wanted to know, yeah, but what does this mean? Like, how is this affecting me? day to day. I don't necessarily need to become a hormone expert. I just want to know, how can I begin to feel better? Um, How can I 
get rid of PMS? How can I start to really understand what's actually happening with my body and so that I can start to feel really good each day? And so, you know, most women obviously know about their period and there's also a time of the month where we're most fertile and we can get pregnant. But other than that, we don't know a whole lot about what happens. And the reality is, is that we actually go through four different phases every single month and the energy is different in each of those phases. So, I mean, even just the energy within ourselves, we have more energy in certain phases and lower energy in other phases. We are a completely different version of ourselves week to week, which hopefully feels good and kind of refreshing and all this, you know, gives women sort of permission to just feel exactly what they're feeling because we're not like men. We change, we are constantly changing, and we really are a different version every single week, which requires us to do different things each week and eat different foods, for instance, move our bodies in a different way. And it really allows women, I think, just to be a lot more kind to themselves and to get rid of a lot of self-sabotage and and negative self-talk. So what are the four different cycles? And is it very typical that us as women are going to be experiencing the same types of energy flowing through each of those phases? For the most part, um, because that's just the way our hormones work. So if you're hormonally balanced, it is pretty typical for all women. However, you're going to feel something different in a certain phase than I would. But it, that's where the beauty of cycle syncing comes in, is really beginning to pay attention to where you're at in your cycle and how you're feeling instead of just assuming you're supposed to be operating at a certain way and go, 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 do, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle all month long which is not the way that we were created. So we go through four phases every single month. So your monthly cycle is traditionally like 28 days for most women. So we have a 28-day clock. We don't have a 24-hour clock like men and like society wants us to have. We have a 28-day clock. So when our period ends, we actually enter the first phase, which is called the follicular phase. And this is exactly like spring. So if you think of how you might feel when your period ends and, you know, that's done and it's almost like, like this, like reborn type feeling like, okay, I I, I feel more energy. I feel like the, the fog has lifted and I'm excited and there's, um, you know, good vibes happening and my energy levels are climbing and that isn't on purpose. Our hormone levels are rising, which makes us feel good. We can do more. We're, you know, we just feel lighter in our body and more productive and optimistic. And then we head into our ovulatory phase, which is our highest energy phase that we go through. So that's when we typically are our most fertile. We feel our most beautiful. We feel confident and attractive. Things usually are coming into our life very effortlessly and very easy. Like things just always seem to be working out in a certain time of the month. And it's usually when you're in your ovulatory phase, I can almost guarantee you, you're like magnetic and your energy levels are high and you can do all the things all day long. Like you can get up 
super early, like 5 a.m. wake up call, bust out a cardio workout, do some meal prep, take care of the kids, hustle off to work for a 12 hour shift, come home, meet friends for dinner, and then repeat the same thing. You can do that because your hormone levels are, are created to sustain that type of energy. But the problem is women are trying to live in that high energy phase all month long. We're trying to do all the things every single day with gigantic to-do lists, and we are not supposed to be in that high energy phase all month long. So then, of course, what happens after summer, so after that um, ovulatory phase, our high energy phase, we go into what's called the luteal phase. And this is the phase that takes us right up again until our bleed. So it's usually about 10 to 14 days. And this is typically when women would experience PMS. It's when they become quote unquote hormonal and, you know, don't mind me. I'm, you know, it's the week before my period. Don't talk to me. I'm crazy. Stay away from me. And we have normalized that. We've normalized feeling really crappy. We've normalized spotting. We've normalized terrible cramping. We've normalized cravings and exhaustion and overwhelm and irritability. We've normalized all those things. They are not normal. We should not be feeling that way the week before our period. That is a really good indication that we're not living in alignment with our cycle. So the luteal phase, again, I said it's like the fall phase. And think about what you do in fall typically. It's when you're wrapping up projects. It's when you're, you know, organizing and you're getting ready to hunker down and you might feel a little bit more withdrawn and your energy levels are a little bit lower. You maybe want some more alone time and you're not so outward with your energy. And then we head into our menstrual phase, which is, of course, our period. And this is like winter. So this is when we really want to take care of ourselves, nurture ourselves, and honor exactly where we're at with our energy levels. Our hormones are at their absolute lowest. And so it's no wonder that we feel a little bit lower energy. We don't really want to be socializing. We don't want to be, you know, filling our to-do list. We don't want to be getting up at the crack of dawn and go, go, go all day. Yet, we usually do it anyway because we don't want to use our period as a reason as to why we can't do all the things. But really, we need to be nurturing our body. It doesn't mean that we don't do anything. Like, trust me, I work shift work. I have an online business. I have four children. Like, there's no just laying back for five days and watching Netflix all day. Like, there's still stuff that you do. You're productive in every phase. But the The point is you take advantage of the different phases and you strategically plan certain things in those phases so that you're honoring exactly where you're at instead of assuming that you should just be the exact same all month long and push through. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Like you said, you know, like we're still doing all these things, but being able to figure out how to utilize, you know, knowing what phase we're in can be really beneficial. And I wanted to mention how you said, you know, we normalize this luteal phase. And I think it's something that I have seen since entering motherhood of the how we normalize these things that may be common, 
but they're not normal. They're not, you know, traditionally supposed to happen or we shouldn't just be okay with it. It's one of those things where we've just kind of worked it into this is how it's supposed to be. So what have you been able to see after working with women and syncing their cycles in that phase and, you know, what they used to consider normal and and what they're seeing now once they actually sync with their cycle and, and understand what's going on? I think that there's so much I could I could mention right now. But women are now finally feeling like they're connected to their own body and that they have control over how they feel. And they're just being a lot more kinder to themselves. Because I know, you know, before, obviously, I didn't always live this cyclical lifestyle and I did not know all of this stuff. But I was so hard on myself. I was, I would beat myself up if I couldn't operate the way that I was operating last week. If last week I was just on fire with all my things and everything felt easy and I had all the energy in the world and I was feeling good and I was like wanting to go out and be social and entertain my kids and I had all the energy in the world and waking up at 5 a.m. was easy. And then this week, the complete opposite happens and I don't want to get out of bed. I'm pressing snooze. I don't want to work out. The healthy food that I ate last week is leaving me feeling very unsatisfied and even more hungry. And I feel like a failure and I start to question everything. And, you know, is this business for me? Um, Do I like my children? Do I like my husband? Like, and then what's wrong with you, Megan? You were fine last week. There's nothing wrong with you. Put your big girl pants on and get to work. And then I would just try to push through. And even though my body was saying, no, 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 like slow down, change what you're doing, change the food you're eating, listen to me. I was like, nope, off I go. And it was leaving me feeling so burnt out and exhausted. So to kind of go back to your question, I think that's what a lot of women are experiencing now is this feeling of, I can feel good all month long. I'm going to feel different all month long. But just because my energy levels are lower does not mean that I have to feel burnt out and irritable and exhausted. I can still feel really good in a lower energy phase. And the self-sabotage is is leaving them. They're no longer feeling like a failure if they can't do a certain workout because now they know exactly how they should be moving their body in each of the four phases. They know that they need more calories in certain phases, and they know that they can eat fewer calories in other phases. They are finally seeing, you know, sustainable results within their own health and fitness because instead of trying to push their body to do something it's not meant to do, which of course turns on our stress hormone, which is cortisol, that leads to weight gain and, you know, muscle fatigue and just exhaustion in general, which is never going to get us to where we want to be. They're honoring their body with food and nutrition. They're learning how to plan out their calendar. They're learning how to parent in a way that feels good to them and that they feel connected to their children. They're learning how to create to-do lists within their business or their home life that 
is going to feel a lot easier because there's nothing worse than sitting down and you're like, okay, I've got to do these things today because they're on my list. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I would rather eat this paper than actually do what's on that paper. Like we've all had those times, right? Where it seems like it's so difficult to do a specific task. And then other days it's like, check, 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 check. I'm a rock star. And, and, and that's okay because there is times where we're going to feel like that rock star. But we have to know when there's times that we're not necessarily going to feel like a rock star. And that's okay. We can still feel good. But let's not try to make things harder for us. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all of that completely. And so you were saying you were not always like this. When did you really start digging into this work? When did you start, you know, doing this for yourself and seeing results? And how has that affected your motherhood journey? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's affected it in every single way. So I'll take you, it's really only been a couple of years since I've been living this, you know, cycle sinking lifestyle. And it's definitely something that has been a a slow growing journey because it's not something you can just, I'm going to begin cycle syncing and you boom, change your life. No, it's these little changes that you create gradually over time as you are changing and growing too. So when I had, when I had my kids, so I have four children, we have four children and we had three of them very close together. So we had three kids in like two and a half years you know, not, not the way that I had planned, but so be it (laughs) and wouldn't change it, you know, for anything in the world now, but three kids very close together. I felt like I had three babies. And when the third was not even one, my husband actually left to go work out on the pipeline. So I'm in Canada and he left to go out onto the West coast and he was gone for three months at a time. And then he would come home for four weeks and then he would be gone again for three months. And we did that for a couple of years and I was still working as a nurse. And so I, I learned, I, well, I guess I told myself it, it's all on me. I need, I need to be the one that's doing all of the things. So I took on that role and, you know, from the outside, it looked like I took it on pretty well. Like I was, I was doing all the things and I was doing them all the time. And there was many nights that I didn't even get a chance to get into bed. I remember it would, the sun would be coming up and I'm thinking, I've been like feeding babies and changing diapers and I haven't even gotten into bed yet. And now the sun is coming up and I have to start all over again. And it was like, it brings me back. Like I know that it was 12 years ago when I had my first, but really it feels like just a few days ago, like I can still feel what that felt like. So I just was doing all of the things and I I thought that is what being a mom was. And then fast forward, we had our fourth when the kids were five, four, and three. We had our fourth baby. We always wanted four. And then same thing, my husband went back out west again. So I was at home with with four now. (laughs) At least a couple of them were in school. So that made things a little bit different. And I had started my online business, so I wasn't working as a nurse as much as I was. But again, I was doing everything for everyone. And I wore busy, like it was a badge of honor. And I prided myself on being the busiest, the most sleep deprived, the most overwhelmed. And I, I loved it. Like 
I, it's so sad, but I loved when women would say to me, I don't know how you're doing it all. Like, how are, how are you doing this all? And I was like, oh, you know, and I made it sound like I got this, like, it's not that bad. But it was, it was really, really difficult. And I was like most women in the fact that I was taking care of myself. I had habits and routines. I was eating healthy. I had a morning routine. I was working out. I was reading personal development, like check, 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 check. But at the end of the day, my head would hit the pillow and I would mentally go through all of the things I had done, right? Like a productivity checklist, like, yes, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm amazing. I, I'm, you know, doing this and doing that. I, I am like the best. And then it was like a sucker punch to my gut. And I realized like, I am failing in motherhood. I feel so disconnected from my children. And I started, and this is hard to admit, but I started to even feel like, do I even like my children? Like I knew I loved them, but do I even like them? Because when I'm with them, I'm yelling and I'm angry and I'm irritable and I feel almost annoyed that they're stopping me from being productive. And that feeling would just sit there and it was like nauseating because I, I did, I've truly felt that way. And that was sort of my moment of something needs to change. How can I be feeling this way when I'm taking care of myself? I'm doing all of these things. Yet I still feel so disconnected from them. And then what I realized was, it's not that I don't like them. It's that I don't like how I feel when I'm with them because I am not even present with myself anymore. I have no idea what's going on inside of me. And when we are not present and connected to our own self, how are we ever supposed to be present and connected to the people around us? So I knew I had work to do. I knew I had even more work to do than I had already been doing on myself. And that sort of led me down this road of, okay, like, what can I do to feel more connected to myself? How can I slow down? And one of the first books that I read was by Kate Northrup, and it was called Do Less. And the reason why I picked that up is because I saw the title and it was called Do Less. And I thought, that's what I want. I want to be doing less, but having more. And I read that book and in there she talked just a little bit about using your cycle to be living a, a life where you're doing less, but creating more and, and producing more and having more. And that was really my first stepping stone into cycle syncing and understanding my body. And from there, it was like, I needed to know everything. And not only that, I needed other people to know it. And I wanted to be living this lifestyle so that when my girls get to that time in their life, this is a no-brainer for them. And they don't have to wait until they're in their 30s to discover that their cycle is actually the biggest gift that has ever been given to them. I want them to understand it when they're a teenager so they can start living this cyclical lifestyle and not have to go through what so many of us women go through. Yeah, I just want to first like say like I appreciate you sharing so much right there and really just being honest about, you know, how you said busy like it was a badge of honor. I think 
that is something that so many of us can relate to. We're doing all the things. We got it all together. Don't worry. Like I got this. I got like, especially with kids, you know, I can take the kids here and let's sign them up for this. And, you know, trying to do all the things. But if you're not taking that time to rest and really connect with yourself and see why am I doing these things, you're going to feel that disconnect. You're going to feel that burnout because you're not understanding why are you doing it. And I think that's that's so important to really point out that these thoughts, you know, that you had are like so many other moms and just so many other women in general too. Like we're trying to keep up with this nonstop go, go, go lifestyle. And we do experience burnout. We do experience those thoughts of like, who are my kids? Like, am I connected to them? Who are like, do I have any friends? You know, it's just like, Going through those emotions, especially in motherhood, I think we need that time to do less. We need that time to really sit back, relax, and take time for ourselves. And that can be a long process. Yeah, it's it's not an overnight process, that's for sure. And I think I think a lot of us are often go, 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 do, do, do for a couple of reasons. First, it makes us feel like we're being a good mom. It makes us feel like we're doing something and we're like deserving of this role of motherhood. And also, I think that it's a way to avoid what's actually happening in our own life and a way to avoid what we're feeling. Because if you're constantly just taking care of everyone else and doing all the things from morning till night, there's no time to have to sit and like, gosh, am I happy? Like, am I fulfilled in my life? Like, am I actually living the life I want to be living? And you can just avoid those feelings by just continuing to move on and on and on. And, you know, cycle syncing has, has just given me permission to slow down. And it's given me permission to evaluate my life and evaluate myself and evaluate my business and my health and my children and my marriage. And I also think that, you know, when we're in our menstrual phase, I talked a lot about like slowing down, take as much off your plate as you can. And you can, I'm giving you permission to take stuff off your plate because if you're taking advantage of your high energy phase, guess what? You're probably going to get to your menstrual phase and you're going to realize like, oh, I actually don't have as much on my plate right now because I utilized all those other phases and and used them the way that I'm supposed to be using them. That now I have space to rest and I have space to plan what I want to you know do for this this next cycle. And I think it is so important. You know, your your kids are really young, so they might not see it, but I think it's really important for our children to see us slow down. They need to, this needs to be normalized. Women slowing down, women resting, women taking care of themselves. That needs to be normalized. Conversations that we have with each other shouldn't be all about, I'm busy, I'm exhausted, I'm not sleeping. They should be about, I'm creating space in my life. I feel really good. I haven't slept because the baby's been up, you know, for six days straight. 
but I feel really content in my life. I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. We don't have those conversations. We don't, we don't celebrate women feeling good and creating space in their life. We celebrate women for putting more on their plate, doing more, feeling burnt out, unhealthy, exhausted. That's what we're putting up on a pedestal and it needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and how you were saying, you know, like you're doing this for your girls. Like, I think that was another thing that really hit me, you know, in having a girl and seeing, you know, how I have navigated life as a woman and also then entering motherhood. And I wanted to kind of say like, is this the life that I want for her when she reaches this stage? And, you know, you said you, you want to make it so when they get there, they're, you know, a little bit better off. They understand these things. You know, we are taking that time. And that's something that I completely agree with. Rosie is only two and a half. Like, but that is something that I really want for her and to see. And even just, you know, I have a son now too. I think men need to rest occasionally too. And, you know, I see it in in parents across the board. Like, you know, we just need to really be taking that time. What you're doing is is utilizing those phases in order to find a way that we can be optimizing our energy and really tapping into what we can and what our potential is for this lifestyle. So where could someone, I have, I guess like two questions. So I'll start with the first, you know, how does this differ when we are pregnant and in the postpartum period? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you're pregnant and when you're in, you know, the immediate postpartum period, your body isn't technically going through the four phases because you're sort of like permanently where you are. So if you're expecting, and again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on postpartum or like pregnancy in regards to this. But if you're pregnant, you are sort of in this luteal phase that isn't really ending. (laughs) So that's the phase before your period. So this is when, you know, your energy levels are a little bit lower. You're still productive, but you can't be like, go, 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 go. You can still be super productive, but you really need to be taking care of your body with like nourishing foods and like low intensity workouts, which is kind of what we typically do when we're pregnant. I think that we are good at taking care of our bodies for the most part when we're pregnant. We know we need to slow down a little bit. We know we need more nurturing foods. So I think that we're sort of doing that naturally anyways. That's sort of like our nesting phase when we're in the luteal phase. I always know when it happens because I get this urge to like clean out my linen closet or organize the pantry. Like every month, this overwhelming urge hits me and I'm like, oh, I know why I'm in my luteal phase. And it feels really good to do those things. Whereas if I tried to do that in like my follicular phase, I would be like this squirrel with like, oh, but I should also do this. And like, oh, I should do this. And it's like, that would not work out very well. And then postpartum, so until you get your period back, you're sort of in this menstrual phase. So just like a lower energy phase where you've really got to be taking care of yourself. You're 
potentially feeding another human. You're giving a lot of your energy into this other little being. So you just want to take it easy and rest, which again, I think we are pretty good about doing that. And then once you get your period back, you can absolutely start living this cyclical lifestyle. And even if you even if you don't get your period for a full year or so, you can start to tap into living this cyclical lifestyle because I do think it's so beneficial for us to have those periods of like productivity and then periods of rest and periods of outward energy and then periods of like more withdrawn and slowing down. And that's when you can use the moon, the moon phase, like the the four phases of the moon and align with that. So that might sound very crazy to some people and very like out there. But the reality is, as women, we are very much connected to the moon. And funnily enough, the moon goes through four phases, just like we do on like a 28 day clock. So there's something to it. So the new moon and the full moon, they line up exactly with our cycle. Um, if you're not experiencing a bleed, you can just use the the lunar phases. So that's like a whole other podcast episode too. Yeah. I love that you said that because we actually did an interview with a mom about the moon and really like talked and touched on that, you know, and just, you know, we have cycles, the moon has cycles and it's, it's a really cool phenomenon that you can, you know, relate that to yourself and see like, you know, it's kind of one of those things like there's no stopping it. It's going to happen. Like the moon is cycling, we're cycling and it's just passing time in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it makes me very like sad. And sometimes I get like a little triggered internally when I hear women say, you know, oh, like I I hate my period. I you know, women will go on birth control just to avoid getting a monthly bleed. And they think that we've been cursed and we got hit with like the short end of the stick. And how unlucky are we as women? And I think that is so sad. But I also think like, really, do you believe that whoever created men and women that they decided like, I'm going to give them this terrible thing to go through every single month. Like, do we really believe that that is true? Like, come on, it cannot be true. I believe that whoever created us gave us this gift and we are not using it the way it was designed, which is why we think it's so terrible. But if we can learn how to embrace it and use it to our advantage, we will all start to realize how beautiful this is and what a gift our monthly cycle truly is. Yeah. So for those listening, how can we get started? I mean, obviously it's a a long process. We have to, you know, get used to our cycles and these are taking months at a time. And so what is something that we can implement right away and, and really start kind of digging into to learn more about ourselves and our cycles and what's going on? Yeah. So cycle syncing is definitely not something that is going to become something else you have to do. Like it's not this extra thing that you're, you know, like, oh, I don't have time to take this on right now. That's not what cycle syncing is. It's cycle syncing actually is a way for you to take a lot off of your plate because you're going to really understand when and where you should be doing certain things and taking advantage of that. 
But the best place to start, so first of all, if you right now, everyone listening, if you were to head to my Instagram um, at Megan Rempel4, and if you click the link in my bio, I actually have a freebie in there that will give you three steps to getting started with cycle syncing. And really the first thing for you to do is to just become aware of your cycle. A lot of women aren't tracking. I know I wasn't unless I was trying to get pregnant. That was the only time I was paying any attention to when I was going to be getting my period. So start to track your cycle and also just start to be a little bit more aware of how you are feeling as you go throughout the month. And just take note of that, whether you're just mentally taking a note or you can write on your calendar or write in your journal, but just start to become more aware. I can guarantee you that alone is going to start to make a difference in how you feel and how you operate. The thing that I did first, which I found the easiest, was I changed up my movement that I was doing during each of the four phases. And I, then I also changed up my nutrition a little bit. So I added in certain foods, depending on which phase I was, because those, fa- those foods were going to be best to support my body as my, energy, or as my hormone levels were changing. So those are kind of like the first steps to getting started, but awareness is huge. And, you know, you can't implement everything because literally every single area of your life can be aligned to your cycle. I align my business to my cycle. I align my sex life to my cycle. Like everything is aligned to my cycle, not to like the point where I'm like neurotic about it, but every every area of your life is affected by where we're at in our cycle. So we might as well understand it and utilize it the best that we can, but you can't change up everything overnight. However, even just by changing a couple very small, simple things that I'll walk you through in my freebie, you can start to feel the difference in your very first month of cycle syncing. So it's not something you have to do more. You are going to just tweak a couple things and you're going to feel incredible results. That's great. I'll, I'll definitely link that in the show notes too, um, just in case like, you know, your link changes at any point and things like that. Uh, anybody can go in the show notes and, and get access to that. You know, also talking about awareness is so vital and and something that, you know, sounds so simple, but it really is. And I mean, it is simple, but to get to that point of just becoming more aware of one little thing, I think it can really change your perspective on how you're looking at things. So I'm happy that you kind of mentioned that and and work that in there. Yeah. And that doesn't take any extra work. That's just like, that's just you mentally taking note and gathering information. That's it. That's easy to do. And we can all be doing that. So what is something that you wish you would have known early on in motherhood that you feel is something that you like to tell all new moms or or something that they feel that you feel they would benefit from knowing? Oh gosh. Um, Honestly, what comes to mind is I think just, I was so afraid of establishing bad habits with my babies. Like I was so rigid of like, they will not come into our bed. 
They need to be able to put themselves to sleep. Like they can't be dependent on being rocked to sleep or a soother. And like, I had all of these fears of that what I'm doing now is going to affect them negatively down the road. And I think what I would go back and like tell my old self or tell any, you know, mom with a baby or like, you know, expecting, I would just say like, it does not matter. Like do what you have to do and don't worry about it. We ended up co-sleeping with several of our children. They are all fine. We still have our youngest that comes into bed with us. No big deal. Like just let go of all of the shoulds and just do what you have to do to survive and just do what feels right. And I don't know where I read it, but I remember when my oldest, she was in like grade one and maybe kindergarten. And she all of a sudden was needing to sleep in our bed. And I was so against it. And then I read somewhere or someone mentioned it to me and said, as long as it's not disrupting your family environment, who cares? And I realized like, okay, you know, when she comes into bed with us, we're all still sleeping. She's sleeping. I'm sleeping. My husband's sleeping. He's not being forced to go to the couch. It's so it's not disrupting anything. So what's the big deal? And that was like the permission I needed to just be like, okay, as long as it's not disrupting. It did get to the point where it was starting to disrupt us. So then we had to make some changes. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, tapping into that, giving ourselves permission and realizing the things that we deserve and we're okay to ask for those things or have those things. And we're allowed to change our mind. We're allowed to make different decisions, you know, in the moment and figure out, you know, what's going to work best for our family as we progress into motherhood. So I think, you know, those are really amazing things to remember and to never say never. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So where can we find you? Where are you at on social media if we wanted to get in contact with you? Yeah, honestly, you can find me on Instagram. That's really where I hang out the most. Um, My handle's at Megan Rempel4. I'm always sharing on my stories and, and my content is, you know, generally focused towards cycle syncing. I love, I love sharing where I'm at you know, each day in my own cycle so that I can just give you real, tangible, very vulnerable and authentic tips kind of day to day about what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing and how it can help you. Thank you. Well, this has been amazing. I've learned a lot. I hope listeners, you know, learn a lot. And if they're interested in learning more, they can start following you and getting in contact with you. So this has been amazing. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.